Welcome to the Courage Meant to Go podcast, where we share good news, great laughs, and real life stories to encourage you as you face life today. And so much more. Welcome to Courage Meant to Go. Season two, episode two. Again, I'm joined with my lovely wife, Caitlin, and we are ready to bring you just such a great episode. I'm super pumped. Woohoo! I'm excited too. Um, every episode, I think, is going to be a great episode. So sure. I'm not going to say this one's going to be extra special, but it is because it's a Thursday and we are kidless Woo-hoo. today. We are going on a date. Oh my goodness. This doesn't happen all the time. You parents out there, you understand. And it's like the end of Christmas break, which means we've been with our children for a long time. Extended a period of time. And we, we love We do them. love our kids. We love them. Yeah. Um, we're going to start off with a would you rather question. And I did not find this anywhere because it couldn't be found to have such a great question oh for my boy. wife. Here this we one. Go. So here we go. Would you rather sing in front of thousands with like a major worship band such as Maverick City or Elevation or Bethel, would you rather sing alongside them oh on my. stage or would you rather star in a Broadway musical? Oh my goodness. I know. That's I knew it was great when I thought of it. question. My husband knows me well. Those are like two of my dreams. Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> Can I choose both? Nope. Oh, goodness. This is a would-you-rather question. It means you have to pick one. I'll just pick for you. I, uh, no, I think I, I think I got it. Okay. I think I've got it. Go. I think... Well, I also think... Of, I know how much work it would take to be put into a, a Broadway play, and plus we would have to be somewhere like New York, and I don't want to move to New York. So, um, or someplace pretty big. And I'd have to travel everywhere, and I'd have to, have to leave my kids. That's a lot. Even though that is, like, part of me, my heart just, like, leaps at the thought of that. But, so I think I would go with um, be in a worship band with like Maverick City in front of thousands that would be super super cool just one night oh that'd be awesome yeah that'd be pretty awesome yeah. I do I mean we've, we've been listening to more Maverick City lately they're an amazing worship band if you've never listened to them go check them out but um, I think it'd be pretty epic to be on stage and worshiping with them epic good word epic. I think that's the end of your answer of your question that's there all you the time allotted to Boom. you okay so your would you rather question would you rather have a head, your your head, the size of a watermelon or the size of a tennis ball? Oh. <laughs> yeah, those are two pretty different questions. Um, <laughs> well. A watermelon or a tennis ball? A watermelon would get in the way a lot. And I hit my head a lot as it is because I'm <laughs> yes, tall. If you so didn't to know, have a watermelon. <laughs> if you didn't know, Mitch is 6'7 uh, or? 6'5 uh, without shoes on. I was called out one time by my great pastor friend oh, no. down in Florida. He says, you're not really that tall. And I said, yeah, I think I'm 6'7. He's like, I don't think so. And then so we had to get out the tape measure and everything. And I didn't even make 6'6. Six, six. Oh, man. I'm so And sorry. I'm okay with I that, just for the that. record. Yeah, but he's super tall. So a um, so you're thinking a tennis ball head on top of that tall figure? Yeah, just a couple nights ago, I pretty much busted my head open <laughs> just on our cabinets when I 
lifted up from a spot I don't normally stand, and I hit right on the corner of the upper cabinets. Oh, and I remember that. You know how we childproof things so kids don't hit things? That would be a good corner, too. That would be a really good spot to put a, a an adult-proof thing for your heads. Like, why don't we do it for adults? Well, I mean, it has been seven years we've lived there, and you, we've nobody's ever hit it yet, so I don't know if you... Well, I'm the first. <laughs> um normally pastors aren't tall i don't know i don't know the answer to that that's not really true that's not true yeah they're a little of all shapes and sizes um okay so tennis ball head you got it yeah tennis ball head and i would like to say um this reminded me i remember when i used to walk at iu um because you walk to classes a long ways and uh, they don't trim the trees for six foot six people they trim them for about five foot and a half people <laughs> and so there'd be times i was talking to people and a branch would hit me <laughs> And that sounds really horrible, but I'm so used to it. I just keep on walking and talking, and people would look at me funny, and I'd be like, they're like, you're all right? I'm like, this just happens every day. Like, this isn't a big deal. Well, I also think of it whenever we go on trails, you your head always hits, like, where there's, like, spider webs and things, oh. that other thing. <laughs> or just, like, you know, just usually cobwebs and spider. And so I always, like, you always stop. I'm like, what are you doing? And you're, like, trying to get it off your face because yes. nobody ever reaches way up there. That's a pretty bad thing. I won't say it's the worst, but <laughs> when you're walking through a trail and you're like, well, people's been through this trail today. I'm sure I'm okay. And then a big old spider web that's just high enough for my face, but nobody else nobody is just... Else. I've. I've tasted a lot of spiderwebs. Oh, there you go. Not much taste. Okay. All right, let's get into our, I guess, real topic or one of them. Well, last last time we, um, our last podcast, we talked a lot about um, my mom. So if you haven't listened to it, go check it out. But we um, we talked about my mom has is still in the hospital. Um, she is. Um, she started off in aug- uh, late late August with COVID and is still battling just different things with her lungs and now you know she's been in the bed for over 120 days so it's gonna take a long time for her to walk again but just kind of a little update I guess um I mean it's it's crazy that they just they're not sure what's going on um they they do see they did some x-rays on her lungs they saw that there's still some gunk in there and they're trying to get that out because until they get all that gunk out her lungs just can't breathe on their own so um but I know the doctors have been a little unsure, like, we're just not sure what's going on. Like, it's just taking much longer than we thought. But they are hopeful. And so that was a little twist in of turns this week. They're actually more positive and they're excited for the direction we're headed. It's just going to be a long, still a long road. So. Yeah, last time we had a podcast, we got some real bad news. Like, man, they just don't know if she's going to make it. And this, right. every day since then, she's really flipped and was has been doing pretty good. We actually... I got to take the kids and stand outside her window yeah, and cool. the kids sang to her and, um, you know, all kinds of stuff. And she waved to them and clapped yeah. for them and she can't talk obviously with the trach in, but it was really yeah, very uh, encouraging very to, uh, for her and for us to be able for the kids. To yeah. Be able to Cause see her. we've been praying for her for over three months, four months now. And, um, I can't remember how many times, but we've, you know, the kids finally got to see her. And so I think just, you know, getting to put a face to, you know, that we keep saying she's very sick. She's in the hospital bed. Yeah, we spend a lot of time talking about how mommy's going to see Meemaw. Yeah. And yeah. so they got to actually see where I go when I go see Meemaw. So it was, it was very sweet and the kids were super excited to see her. So that was, that was pretty cool. So that's where we are with that. Yeah. And, um, in some uncertain times in life, again, it seems like the new and old and medium and everywhere in between COVID issues that they like to talk about have have happened. And uh, actually yesterday I was supposed to take Zeke 
to a basketball game at IU. And lo and behold, I told him only like three days ahead of time because I was like, you know, it should be okay. And I told him and he was all excited. And then the day before, mm. it got canceled yeah. due to COVID issues. No, oh, and it was so sweet because he was like, he'd come up to me and whisper, Mom, don't tell Lakin, which is his sister, but we're going to an IU game, but don't tell her, okay? And he was just so excited, and um, which as a parent, you know, once you tell a kid something, you can't back down on it because, nope. man, they cling to that. They hold to it, especially if it's something exciting. So we have learned as parents not to tell them, sometimes not even until we're driving there yeah, um, because we're like, just in case. Which reminds us. Tell the funny story of the last time we were driving to a place. Okay, so yeah, so super funny. So, so for for a part of Zeke's Christmas, we decided to take him to IU for they had a Cirque de Soleil. Um, I think I might be saying that wrong. Cirque, Cirque de, de Soleil. Cirque de Soleil. Whatever. Anyways, if you don't know what that is, it's kind of like a it's like a on stage circus where they do acrobatics and a show and there's all different kinds and so um, we weren't exactly sure what we were getting ourselves into like we knew it was like acrobatic but we'd also somebody just went they said theirs was more of a ballet and we're like oh we kind of hope it's not a ballet but we're like maybe I don't know Uh, we just knew it was acrobatic and and we just knew it was on stage and we figured there'd be music and dancing so we're like so on the way there we're like Zeke we're going to take you because we got all dressed up and we just told him we were going somewhere fun. And um, he was so excited. And we said, we're going to go to a show and there's going to be singing and dancing. And I'm watching him in the back seat and his face just drops and his, he starts to get a little pucker in the lips and his cheek and he just, his eyes start filling up and I'm like, whoa, 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 what's wrong? What's wrong? We're going to a show. And he goes, I don't want to just watch people singing and dancing on stage. <laughs> yeah, he gets that from his dad. Um. <laughs> well, I'm a music teacher, so just like the week before, um, Mitch had br- well, he had his kindergarten program on stage, like, you know, singing and dancing, and then he they also came to my first grade program just to watch. And Mitch was like, we aren't going to anymore. (laughs) And so I think that's what he had in his mind, that we were just going to watch a show where they're just singing and dancing on stage just like that. And he was just, like, so devastated. So we tried to start explaining to him what, you know, he he was expecting you know, what we were expecting and, um, you know, like the acrobatic and people swinging and whatever. And he goes, okay, that sounds a little bit better. (laughs) Yeah. And then his reaction, once he started watching it, um, he was like, this is awesome except for there's people all around us and right in front of him and i'm sure they got to hear some commentary and quite a bit of it because he was so excited he was just basically screaming out loud stuff that was going on yeah but so thankfully he was he had his hopes up for that and um was a little crushed because he wasn't exactly sure what to expect when we told but um thankfully it did not get canceled and we got to go watch that and it was an pretty epic night i like that word epic tonight Man, you are using epic I like a lot. it was an epic night it was so much fun we even went to he loves shrimp and lobster so we went to red lobster and got him some shrimp and it was all about zeke day so it was it was very fun yeah and that's the way i like to tend to gift people like especially my kids is um, adventures and dates with them rather than just stuff i'm tired of stuff <laughs> there's just stuff everywhere speaking of that so oh dear this is not on the list. I love just talking about stuff randomly. That's good. So I That's was good. thinking about just the amount of stuff that we got, and, and less this year due to your mom usually gets a lot of stuff for us. Uh, stuff is my key key phrase there. Um, I, I'm amazed by how much stuff that people do get 
for Christmas. How you can have a van full of little stuff that's stuff. not needed. No. I think that the dollar stores that you see popping up everywhere, they're able to do that because of people who just buy a bunch of We go stuff in and buy a couple bags of stuff each time we go in. That, oh, this would be better if they had more stuff and they're stocking. So they'd buy, you know, anything from a stick of deodorant to a bouncy ball to um, graham crackers to about everything that you can buy at a dollar store. And, and you think other people need that. But guess what? They usually don't really but it's nice i what do you think about the the amount of stuff that people get others well they mean well they do they do and there's something and i guess you know you still be courteous and you still take it but i will say that um i think we're getting to an uh, maybe it's just us but i don't think it's just us i think it's in general people are just like we don't need any more stuff like let's let's go do something instead let's let's uh spend time together let's have a game night instead like we don't need the stuff nobody does no not the kind of stuff that you get sometimes no i mean every once in a while it's kind of nice like i'll always take a candle even though again i don't need any i've got a closet full of candles but i love getting candles um yeah but candles are a different world candles make (laughs) make life better they they really do they can set a tone for your house for the whole year and you don't have to take a shower for days if you have a candle Oh, lit. gosh. That is not true at all. <laughs> okay, go ahead and take showers. Please take um, showers. But candles are so nice. Candles um, are nice. There are certain gifts that are like, I could always, well, that's why this year, I, I tried to do more practical gifts. We did, we, we made homemade salsa, and we I thought that was so much better than a bag of candy, which, oh, I'm so over the sweets. sweets right now. <laughs> so much. Anybody else? Uh, we got more sweets than we know what to do with, and um so I was like, a jar of salsa. That is so, like, and plus they don't have to open it yet. They can open it when they're ready. Um, more practical gifts, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, back to the getting your hopes up. I remember when I was a child, this is like a life event that's shaped who I am. It's kind of weird. Um, and it's kind of silly as well. So we didn't take random trips a ton when I was growing up. Um, we didn't eat out hardly ever. We just, uh, you know, did the normal like my mom cooked and we stayed at home and that was cheaper and it was great we enjoyed it but my mom and dad planned this trip when i was in like fifth or sixth grade or so to go watch a family friend play basketball um in iowa which is kind of crazy it was you know in the winter time and it was in iowa and um he graduated from south ripley and he was getting to play and so we were close enough with our family. We were like, well, we should go watch them, and that would be fun. And so we planned it. And I was so looking forward to this for weeks. And all of a sudden, like the day of, I remember being at school. I don't even know how I found out. Like, it was almost like, oh, I think I was going to get picked up early from school, which maybe that's why I was already excited. And I remember my teacher got a call, and she's like, hey, Mitch, come up here. I was like, oh, cool. And it said, yeah you're not going on your trip now because there's a snowstorm. So just let you know, you're not going to be picked up early. Bummer. I'm just going to tell you as a kid, I think I was devastated. Like, I think I had to go to the office. I think I ended up going home claiming I was sick, quote unquote, because I was, because it was, oh, it was heartbreaking. This is a very first world problem as I'm saying this whole (laughs) scenario, just for the record. But I was so looking forward to this trip and uh, just didn't happen. 
And at least that was a, a better excuse, I guess, than I would say COVID is. Right. And so I'm sure we all have some situation in our lives, maybe COVID or not COVID related, yeah. that we've gotten it, our hopes up. And Yeah. I was excited to take Zeke. It was his first IU game, and it's kind of a big deal to me going there and growing up and watching a lot of IU basketball with my dad. I was like, ah, I'll get to take him at age five, which is something that we were blessed to be able to take him to do. And then, no. But I did take him and Lakin to see sing too yesterday there you go big fan there you go see maybe it was meant to be that you got to spend time with your son and your daughter yeah even though she fell asleep during it but so here's a question is it okay to get your hopes up for is it is there a positive reason to get your hopes up well i think I i was thinking about this and as a christian one of the reasons I'm thankful to be a Christian is I have a lot of hope for the future. Mm. Yeah. And my hopes are very high. And it's awesome because God is the only one who's ever kept all of his promises. So if he says, I have greater things for for you than you could ever fathom, I'm just going to put my hope there. And I know that he won't let me down. There you go. I say that's a that's like the ultimate hope, right? I was actually just thinking like I like to get my hopes up for a vacation because – I think you appreciate it so much more when you actually go on it, when you've had that time to, because I feel like in today's world, we live in a world of instant gratification and what I want, I want it now. Like Amazon, if I can't get it in two days or three days, it's like, oh my goodness, do I even want to get it right now? Like it, that's horrible. But with a vacation or something else we have to like look to in the future, it's like I get to appreciate even more when it's here because I've waited so long or paying off debt or saving up for something you know you it's that that hope of you get you can get your hope up and i think that's a good thing to have now if any of those things got canceled that'd be really sad but um i think that's way hope can be in a positive way yeah and i think something doesn't happen for some reason that we'll never understand the side of heaven so mm-hmm. like you know it stinks me and zeke i didn't get to take him but at the same time you know, something really bad could have happened. Um, and so I tried to look at it that way because we don't have a clue. We just, are we s- situational Christians or are we Christians? Like mm. situational Christians says, well, God's awesome as long as everything goes to my plan. Right. Christians say, God, you're awesome for whatever Regardless. you do yeah. in your plan. So that's, that's a good one. Yeah. So guess our I don't know our next topic is humility or humbleness because it says you know I think somewhere I think Matthew 23 and many other spots it says those who humble themselves will be exalted and those who exalt themselves will be humbled so I struggle with this this is not a something um, that I'm bragging about because I struggle with humbleness sometimes and I take for granted things that I should never take for granted and um, many things, even the car we drive or um, that it runs usually and, you know, that we have a house and we're warm. It's a big house uh, that the church blesses us with and we have so many things that, and we have pretty good health. I mean, there's our struggles. We have things going on behind the scenes that everybody struggles with and nothing's perfect, but what humbles you so i'm going to talk about a couple things that humbles me and i don't know if caitlin knows she needs to be humbled about anything she's so awesome 
But I've got a several myself. Thank you. You go ahead and start. Well, I talked about this on on a Facebook um, kind of little message the other day, but I'm just going to be honest with you. There are some very humbling things in my life. Um, mostly, they have to do with um, sports. I'll get into that in a second. I think I'm always humbled for what I do for work um, to serve God as, as being a pastor. I'm always humbled there because I have no education in that. I've I just had to follow what God wants me to do or what I feel like. I'm still off um, at times, um, still learning, still getting better, still reading. But I don't have a problem with pride that I'm the best pastor. Like you'll never hear me say, you'll never hear me say that. Or even probably, I hope I don't put that off in a demeanor because I'm not. Um, it's easy for me to tell you 50 other great pastors that are way better than me at this point. But at the same time, I don't know if they're better than me. God has us are using us in different areas, and He gives us different skills to the people we're teaching to. So I'm not even going to say that. So there are areas I know that I could use work in um, sports. So I was a big sports guy growing up. I, you know, being at a small school, we were involved in many different sports. Uh, I thought I was pretty decent in a couple things. Definitely not great, but decent, decent enough to uh, get treated better than I was. So I thought at the time, um, everybody probably thinks that. Um, but I knew that I wasn't the best athlete. But as I grew taller and as I actually grew into my body with coordination, that didn't happen until I was in college pretty much or my senior year of high school. There's been a couple of things that have humbled me. Um, golf. Golf is something that humbles everyone. Um, if you think you're a good golfer, you'll definitely be humbled quickly. The good part about my golf game is I don't play very often compared to many, but I know that I'm not good when I start. So I'm never shocked that there you go. I think the other day I was like, for you golfers out there, I was like 11 over par after three holes, which is really bad. <laughs> and uh, somebody said, you don't seem bothered by your score. And I said, nope, I had zero expectations coming into this because I don't expect to be good. Okay, so some people may be, be humbled by golf. I'm not. I am. My expectations are met in golf. They are low and they are met. Um, but the next one, it happens normally at church camp. One of the most humbling games in the world to me is nine square. <laughs> Go ahead and explain nine square in case somebody's like. What I will. Is it's nine like a, um, a easy volleyball um, for kids and adults. They have there's nine squares. And you it's just, almost like a four square where you're each in a square. But you, you keep moving around until you get to the king spot. And there really isn't an overall winner because the king gets beat and you just keep on going. Like there's no like, well, you're the king of nine square forever. Not the case. But I am six foot, almost six inches as we talked about. I look at these teenagers out there during our camp that are like five foot five foot five there's a couple that are close to six foot or maybe over but i plan on basically taking them down <laughs> girl boy man woman i don't care who it is i'm going in there and i'm tall so i should be good at this game well humble pie is served there you go do you find that game to be humbling no because i'm short and i don't okay. i i'm like you with golf like i don't expect to do well at all so so when you don't do well at all. It doesn't surprise me. But when I do well, I get excited. And then when I get out, it doesn't surprise me. So. Okay. So all part of expectations is humility. Would you say? Or 
part of humility is expectations. Yeah. Yeah. I would say so. Absolutely. Oh, we need to get into that here in a minute. But okay. my last one here. Um, I've become an avid pickleball player. Oh, goodness. Here we go. Pickleball. I don't even know what avid means, but I think you play quite a bit. I try to play two to three times a week. Sometimes that happens. Like this week, it'll probably only be one. But I enjoy playing pickleball, and I travel. Um, and, and, and he's in tournaments, too. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, they were very small tournaments that have no meaning, really. But That's still probably very impressive to the person who has no idea what you're talking about with pickleball. Okay, well, I feel like I've gone too far in the pickleball world if you're pointing out tournaments. But anyways, <laughs> I do play, and we're competitive, and it's fun. And uh, I don't think I'm great, like the greatest player, but I think I'm pretty good. Um, so because my expectations are higher, it's easier to get humbled, and which is what happens. So the other day we were playing, and then afterwards everybody had to leave, you know, go on to their day. And this other guy challenged me to a one-on-one -on -one match, which normally you play doubles. So I hardly ever play one-on-one. -on -one. This may have been the second time I've ever played one-on-one. -on -one. And so I said I'd play him. Yeah, sure. And that guy had me running. I probably ran four miles in one game just because he literally, he was a lot smarter player than I was. And so he knew where to hit the ball, which I thought I did, but I didn't because he was just standing still kind of smiling real big and he was <laughs> running me all over the court. And I, he beat me like a drum, like I think 11 to five, 11 to four or something like that. And I tell you, this is even hum more humbling because the guy was 78 years old. Oh my God. Yeah, 78. <gasps> now granted, That's awesome. he's in great shape for a 78 year old. But as you can imagine, most people I play pickleball with are older, um, retired and more, because um, I play during the day, uh, during the week sometimes, and that's just, it's easiest for me to get away. Um, but I was humbled. This 78 year old, uh, my friend Gil, um, very much I was humbled. But I was, I wasn't like sad or mad. I was just like, wow, great job. Like you beat me and you beat me good. And so I put me back down to my level. Like, yeah, I'm really not that great at pickleball in general. Yeah. But that brings up some really great points. Like you could have walked away being super frustrated, mad at yourself. Like I need to, but you took it. You can also flip flop it and say, wow, like what can I learn from this guy? Um, I'm like, I want to be like that when I'm 78 years old. I'm going to get some tips from him. Like, what have you done to get yourself in this shape when you're 78? Because that's what I want to be like when right. I'm 78. Um, and obviously, just, I mean, sounds like a really great guy who wants to, like, you know, hang out and be active. And, I mean, how much stuff could you learn from him? And then you would have missed out. You'd miss out on all that if you're just huffing and puffing and walking away thinking, oh, I'm horrible. How, would, how could I let a 78-year-old beat me? But, you know. Oh, no. He gave me a little piece of advice. And he, <laughs> he probably just said it, like, nonchalantly. But I hung on to it. And I'm, I'm excited to use it when I play somebody else one-on-one. -on -one. Um, it had to do with, like, watching just for a second which way I moved. And they need to hit it the other way. Ooh, and I'm like, good. also to point out, I am not a very quick guy. Um, my athleticism is still poor overall compared to most. And so... I make up, he's like, well, you're not very quick, but you make up for it with your reach. Cause I do have reach. So that is part of being tall. That's helps. So there's my humbleness story of getting whipped in pickleball, but at the same time, like it helps me because I have been blessed to play in tournaments and do pretty good. Yeah. Little ones. 
Okay, so I've got a couple that I've thought of while you were talking. Um, so I know one big thing that I guess can really humble you is just, and I don't want to get down a sad path right now, but just thinking of other people who have it a little worse than you do. Um, I think that just humbles you. Like I go into my mom and, you know, she's been in the bed for about almost four months now. And, um, and I don't think she'd want me to share this, but I mean, it's just is what it is when somebody's in the hospital bed, you know, she has to go to the bathroom. Well, guess what? She can't get up to go to the bathroom. And so, I mean, when you're in the nursing home or anything, guess what? You just have to go in the bed and they have to clean you up. I mean, how humble, like you just have to like, you just have to let it happen. You can't say like, I can't say, okay, I'll pick you up and take you to the bathroom. So you don't have to be, it just is what it is. Um, or just the simple fact that she tries to write and we just can't read it and she tries to talk and we can't understand her. We take those things for granted so much. Our voice, we take our voice for granted and speech and writing. Um, it's, just little things that we don't think anything about but what if it was taken away from you like yeah we even met a lady at the post office this morning oh who, yeah yeah a young lady probably about our age and she was struggling with arthritis or something in her hands and was yeah. having a hard time writing yeah we just absolutely take that for granted and there was one i don't remember where i read this or maybe i was reading listening to a devotion or i can't remember where i heard it but i it was like um some think of some like they were talking about maybe somebody from Africa coming over to our country or something like that. And they're like, just, just think about, um, things that they, t we take for granted that they've never felt like the feel of, um, when you're cold and the feeling of a warm blanket being put over top of you. Like, what if you like didn't get to experience that for the rest of your life? It, I think that was the example they gave. And I was like, you don't think about like, you don't think about how good that feels or to fall into a warm, comfy bed or a warm shower. Like, we, we totally take those things for granted when somebody's never experienced them and experience it for the first time. You're like, oh, oh yeah, I we we're so spoiled. We we're yeah. so spoiled to the fact that I think I've complained about how long it took for the hot water oh, to get hot. In I our totally bathroom. have done that. And I'm standing there for like literally 50 seconds. And I'm thinking, why isn't it hot by now? When people literally have to boil and first mm -hmm. they have to go get their water outdoors. Yeah bring it in boil it and then they do a sponge bath yeah like <laughs> and i'm complaining because it takes a minute yeah. to warm up our water exactly yeah absolutely it's it's just unreal we we did a women's conference at uh, the the westport camp last year and i remember the speaker said she had a very good friend from probably africa or somewhere over there and uh, she actually came to stay with her and um she said that the, the woman got her own private guest room with a connected shower and bathtub. And, and she said the next morning she asked, how'd you sleep? And she said, I didn't sleep at all. And she said, well, why? She goes, I literally cried and just kept walking to the bathroom and I'd walk back and I would just cry. She goes, do you have any clue what it's like that you can walk to the bathroom and take a shower at any point that you want to? And she said she was just so overcome that she couldn't even sleep. Like, I'm just like, Wow, like we like I know that goes along with just the water thing again, but it just reiterates how spoiled we don't think anything about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so um so there there you go. Um yeah, uh let's see. Those were some kind of just I think just putting into perspective our lives. Um you know, we've talked about a couple young ones that have passed away this last week um or who's really getting close to, you know, passing away. It's just I can't imagine Christmas week having to bury your child I, I can't even imagine that so just putting 
putting sometimes in our lives in perspective, that definitely humbles you a lot. On, on a more of a positive, fun note. Okay. So. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's my turn. No. No, I got to ask you a question. No. It's very serious. Ugh. Were you humbled oh, when I beat you in a singing competition? I knew this was going to come. I, I mean, was, just I for the record, I have it. I have beat Caitlin in a singing competition. I was working on that because I was going to say, yours is sports. I know I'm horrible at sports. I like playing them, but I'm just not very good, so it is what it is. Um, but my cup of tea is singing, and I don't do well when people do better than me. Um, I, know, I know there's many, many people who are better than me, but... So, yeah, we, we're going to bring... I don't even know if we may have talked about this before, but if not, if we have, sorry. But if I'll not, give a quick version. Oh, here we go. The quick version is um, there wasn't a whole lot of competition in the singing competition, <laughs> and there was prizes on the line. It was at a resort. So I was like, yeah, I'll get in this too. Um, just for this, try to get second place because, truth be told, I know my wife and sometimes is a better singer than I am. <laughs> Obviously not all the time because, yeah, I beat her. Um, it was voted on by the crowd. The crowd, you know, they knew what they were talking about. Yeah, I mean, somewhat. okay, first of all, your song selection was poor. And, and mine just happened to be better and <laughs> more fun. And when you're in a group of people, you got to do more fun sometimes. You do. I mean, it was kind of like the voice. And so they had like crowd participation. They had a couple judges and from the crowd. And But uh, it does matter because I've never tried to beat Caitlin in a singing competition because I'm smarter than that. It's like her challenging me to one-on-one in basketball and I would yeah. just kind of laugh. Like it's right. And then, yeah, so there, and then this, so Mitch got first and then last minute, this lady jumps up and does an amazing rendition of an Adele song. And she, oh, wait, sorry. She got first, Mitch got second and I got nothing. And so to talk about a piece of humble pie, Oh, there you go. That was the first night, too. The first night of our wonderful stay at a resort away from, with, yeah. uh, away from kids. So guess and what? No, this was even the worst. I think this was the worst part for the rest of the week. He, they're like, oh, you guys are those singers. Mitch beat you. I was like, oh, my gosh. Are you serious? <laughs> we yeah. had to hear about it the rest of the week. Which I had a problem with humbleness all week that week just because – um, this was great that I could just oh brag to Caitlin. Um, just for the record, when we were dating and such, pre-kids, Caitlin did enter some singing competitions, different ones, um, and I was always there to support her. I never went against her. Um, I don't really want to go against her again just because I don't want to do that to her because I just knew how, how bad that crushed her. So. Oh, gosh. No, it was fine. I No, I, he got a free massage, and I reaped the benefits. So I guess I will definitely take that. <laughs> uh, counseling 101. <laughs> Um, don't take it all. So I took the pride points, um, which we're talking about humbleness. So this isn't good. Yep. But then I gave you the massage because I was like, I can't take it all because I'm smarter than that. I'm going to make her happy. But then I'll have bragging rights for the rest of my life. And he has. He definitely has. Yeah. We're going on a year in February, and I've, I've let everybody I can possibly tell. There you go. If you ever want to see the video, we can send you the video. No, it's pretty epic. I'm not sure we'll go that far. <laughs> oh, um, but... Yeah. It was fun. Anything else on your end with the singing part or any other humbleness stories? No, not that I can think of off the top of my head. Well, Those I just wanted to share, I guess, real quick to close in a devotional thought. Um, where are your expectations for yourself? Um, some people think they're worthless. 
and they're not valuable to God, so they they put their expectations low, um, but they normally meet those, and they normally just stay there with those um, when they don't realize they were created amazingly and for so much more. Um, but at the same time, maybe you put your expectations higher. Well, now I became a Christian, so my expectations will, I'll be perfect. Um, I won't ever struggle with this addiction again. I'll never have to go through this again. I won't have to go through hard times. Um, I won't, you know, and you put your expectations way too high. But instead of, and so we get humbled in our own ways. But God says, I'll take you right where you are. I will change things about you that you never thought you could change. I, I just want you to be humble and realize, I think, two things. Not only do you have a problem, because we all do. We all have a sin problem. But two, that we realize enough. He humbles us to where we want to do whatever we can to guard against that. So I guess where your expectations, I think they should be high. We want to be like Christ. But at the same time, it's impossible without God. And so it's good and humbling. So I pray you get humbled today. All right, everyone. Till next time. Have a blessed week. Thanks, everyone, for joining us on our podcast today. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on any of our future episodes. And if you know anyone else that could use some encouragement, we'd love if you would share it with them. We're all in this together. So until next time, my friends, on Courage Meant to Go.